Watch your mouth for the dawn, life goes on. Don't you go and waste yours on the prologue. I ain't waiting on the light, but I goes off where they go on and on and on. Oh, fuck you and your magistrate. Y'all jump to a tweet and I calibrate. And to break my heart, the critiques I impart. Difference between me and y'all is you gladly hate. This is hoodie weather. We ain't here to look cute. This is hoodie weather. We came here for the truth. This is hoodie weather. How they hanging from nooses in 2020? We done giving a fuck about who I hold together. This is hoodie weather. If it ain't action, don't call me. This is hoodie weather. If you still capping, don't call me. This is hoodie weather. We done watching people die. We ain't got time to got time. This is for the real. This is for a journalist who worked himself in flavor. Right yes, sir. Wow. It's, uh, you know, I, I try to curate the uh, musical the vibes. theme. Yeah, the vibe. I try to curate the musical vibe uh, during the week as opposed to, you know, what we're going to talk about. And I won't say it's excruciating, but I take a lot of pride in trying to make sure the music matches the vibe of of the show. Um, you find the gems in the sand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you, you do that. I appreciate Absolutely. you. I appreciate you. That was, uh, that was Marlon Kraft, uh, Hoodie Weather. His album comes out on the 10th, by the way. This is a shameless plug. Yeah, we definitely on so, him. Yes. First yes. of all, we are definitely yes. on Marlon Kraft. Marlon Kraft album comes out on the 10th. Please pick that up. It's, uh, and we're going to buy it, not just... Oh, I am, yeah. Not just yeah. listen. Like, yeah. we're going to buy that. The tracks I heard were great. Um... And I'm really excited for it. And that is actually a, it's going to be a segue in what we're talking about in this first segment. But before we get into that, let me just, how is everybody feeling? How y'all doing? How's everybody feeling? I'm all right. How are everybody doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, little, I'm, I'm a little bit of an asshole for asking this question. because uh, <laughs> Even though you have absolutely uh, made us all feel like yeah, shit. No, so no, yeah, no, no. Wait, full transparency. Yeah, Hold on, full know. transparency. So, um, well, let me... Hold on. Set it up. Let, me, let, me, let me start off with the with the actual opening of yeah. the show. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, haters of all ages, welcome to the UDK podcast. I am your host to my left. Hex. To my right. KG from DC. In the middle. Uh, Nizzle. And Nizzle, we, Nizzle, we appreciate Nizzle. all of y'all uh, listening to this, queuing this up, playing it, uh, rocking with us. We appreciate y'all. Um, and full transparency, uh, this will be the first time that we have ever, as a collective watch the movie together and we're going to do a uh we're going to do a critique of this movie uh and we're about to be angry ass black no well uh i'm just saying we're going to give our honest opinion about a piece of film uh that we watched i appreciate y'all letting me suggest this uh this this Shout masterpiece. Honestly, I, I appreciate it because yeah, the first when I first, I'm gonna be honest. When I first actually looked at the trailer and thought of it, I was like, I don't know if these motherfuckers gonna watch this shit like for two hours and sitting and to watch this. Like I don't know if they'd be feeling it, but um, they they allowed me to put this into the schedule, and I appreciate them for that. Um, and I wouldn't have wanted to watch this with anybody else because I don't feel like anybody else would have been able to have the uh perspective and the ability to communicate how they felt about it as well as the brothers that are sitting in this room. Um, some of my other friends and family, I don't know if y'all listen to this, yeah, y'all have been cool, but not like these brothers in this room. Just No offense, but not no, like no. the brothers in this room. Um, so, the film American Skin uh, came out recently. I don't remember exactly what day it came out. It's been like yeah, two I didn't weeks. Look. It's been like two weeks. Um, We'll get Actually, that. We'll get that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but um, film by the brother Nate Parker, who uh, did 
birth of a nation, uh, talented, talented brother, mm-hmm. uh, created this very poignant for today's times. Um, and I just, I, before I get into it, I see Hex swaying back and forth and shit. Like he's, Wait, I'm stretching my neck. That's all I'm just stretching my neck. Swaying back and forth and shit. Too tight. Uh, uh, let's, first of all, let's give it our, um, before we even get into how we feel about it, give me a rating. Hex, what would you say uh, from 1 to 10, 10 being the best, what would you give it? Just a solid 9. 9? All right. Er? I'll give it an 8. 8? KG? Um, I'll give it a 9. 9? Okay. And the only thing that keeps it from being a 10 is the fact that are we spoiling it? Are we spoiling it? No, no. Okay. Not, not at this point. Okay, we'll okay, okay. spoiling okay. it a little bit at some point. But truth of the matter is, it's just that you want white people to watch it too. Yeah. And that's the only part that keeps So not the actual film, but just what you think the film no, is going to be. No, what they did is a 10. Mm-hmm. What they made it palatable for is... It's just that little half. Like, you think they 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 tried to keep it at a certain point to right. not alienate people? Let me tell you, there's a dude on here who we have seen before, who's Latino, and he kills his parts. Yeah, so he did well. good. He did good. But he's not trying to make it a ten for everyone. He's just trying to make it palatable. For other people, and they really just made a part for him, and he's killing that shit. Mm. And it makes you not like him, but you've seen him in enough things that you know you like him. Yeah, yeah. and he's just dope. Let like, me give it. Uh, let me let me give a quick, uh, just a quick synopsis. Irv, I'm gonna get to you in a minute. No, you gotta give your. You didn't give your. One my, 10. my 10? Right. My, uh, oh, you gave it a 10? My 10? My 10? A 9.75. Yes. 9.75. It was close. It was close. I'll give it 9.75. Yeah. It's there. Um, let me give a quick synopsis real quick. Uh, there is a... The movie starts out, there's a father and a son in a car. And they get pulled over. Um, and there is a situation. There's an altercation. Uh, and the son ends up losing his life. And this is something that we see way too often. Um, the son loses his life, and the father throughout the movie uh, is in a documentary, and he's talking about his son, and they're they're exploring the uh, the son as an actual person, like they're fleshing him out. Something happens, and I won't give away the second half of the movie because I need y'all to see it. Uh, but um, there is it's, it's emotional. It's a very emotional roller coaster. The first half, uh, a lot of exposition, a lot of character development, and then the second half, there is a lot of um, emotion. <laughs> I, I don't want to give them. The, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. Well, well, I'll say this: at the five minute mark, I want to say I was talking to Hex already, and I was like, "God damn it! Let me let you know." Hex and I went to the same college. That's where we met. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a strong love for music. And we kind of made a pact. And this is like 
slightly before we made a whole music company. Um, but we made a pact that basically if we had a son, we would name them Miles. Whichever and, one y'all had a son first. Yes. Okay. And I didn't know at the time that I had a son already because I found out found out about him. Uh, <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> I found out about my son my sophomore year. Okay. Um, from high school, but uh, Hatch remembered this somehow, and this nigga um, actually named his son Miles. And I love this dude. Like, this is the best dude that we know. And he decided to do this. And I was watching this movie and I said, I am crying right now about if this was Miles. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie does a really good job of making it personal. Um, right. uh, Hex, you're not going to... Need, I, I need you on this one. Okay. Oh, you're going to okay. be... I need you on this one, Hex, because oh, I've wait been waiting. Up. I've been waiting a whole week ever since we decided we were going to watch this shit for, for Hex's Main reaction. PC today. I need to know. Like? How would you like no, to understand? Fuck that. How, how, you don't even know how to spell PC. How would Irv say it? That's bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> he, don't know, he don't even know how to spell PC. Oh, Hex, boy. give me your thoughts and your feelings... After watching it, it's been literally five minutes. Right, it's literally been five minutes. Come on, uh, great film. Shout out to Spike. Shout yes, out to, to, uh, yes, that was Spike. I forgot. And um, the director and everyone who participated in. I think it was enlightening. Uh, it was missing. It was yeah. missing. It was something. It was something people needed to see, um, so that you get multiple perspectives. I think that was one of the great things I, d I did like about it is so that it didn't come off in a perspective like it was just going to be uh, the angry black man shown the, in the a hood niggas light getting fucked and, up. Yes, yeah, yeah. so therefore we're pissed off about it. It was the it was the explanation on other people's behalf as to why they make why police officers sometimes make the decisions they make, and unfortunately. The beauty of it shows the ignorance that we that we have to live with and deal with. And that is simply they can't see a different perspective other than their own and refuse to. Mm. And as long as that is the case, then we are fighting against someone who can never truly be sympathetic to your situation and can never understand the, the fear that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis living in this world. Yeah. We're, we're fighting against a closed-door conversation. Like, they're in a conversation <clears throat> all the time, talking to each other about what happened, what you saw, how it looked, and somebody was showing out, and it was this. Mm. But we're on the other side, like, and I got, like, 80 years of people telling me how it goes down. Irv, what, what are your feelings and thoughts immediately after the movie uh, about, um, about my my To be honest with you, my immediate thought was we're telling the same, kind of a similar story to the same audience again. How many times do we have to keep telling this story over and over again to get the majority to relate to what we're dealing with on a regular basis? You know, um, my second thought was how many of the majority are actually going to take the time to look 
at the movie and try to relate to what we're dealing with on even if you can find yourself part of what this movie gave to me was it, it, at, at least one person in the majority at the end of this movie had a pretty damn good idea yeah. of what it felt like being us even if it was momentary it wasn't it, yeah. it, it was just at without that consequence moment. right yeah. Yeah. And, and and like heck said that was the bad part it was without consequence right so and i'm we doing this just to get you guys to relate just to say you understand just to humanize americanize ourselves to you when we all allegedly supposed to be equals it, it shouldn't take this the fact we have to fight to humanize humans in america is its own thing but go on i i, I didn't want to but it's part of the separation i mean no, it's, it's that's exactly. a purposeful separation that's in place that until we get past and if, if it's always going to be blacks or whites or it's always going to be conservatives and liberals or it's always yeah. going to whatever it is that you're using at that particular time to separate us right. how are we all going to come together as americans there was one part um there was one part so uh, I, i'm not going i don't want to spoil it uh but there's one part where they have a uh a group meeting and <laughs> people are voicing people are I'm voicing their opinions and um, there's litigation that's going on right. and there is one person who you wouldn't really suspect to uh, to speak up about their empathy towards uh, the main character who lost their son yeah. and when they speak up it's kind of like oh shit like wait a minute like you said something like you're sitting on that side, you said something, and it, it it just brought it it brought me to the point where I was like, is this what we have to do in order to get people who are on one side or the other to understand the other's human? Like, is this what we have to do? Well, because it'll because in reality, it's never gonna get to this. Well, again, in reality, it's not gonna get to this. We talked so how about do, this before, mm -hmm. and I remember you and I having this conversation, and it was about the fact that. Why is George Floyd the one time that you figure out this is real? Like, oh, black people aren't lying. Right. Black people aren't exaggerating. Black people are simply telling their story. And it's been going on since we remember people being uh, like hanged in the streets and people having picnics about it. And there are people. Who, there was something that came on in the in the group chat where someone took a picture of someone about to be hanged, having to take the picture with the people who are about to hang him. Dude, there's a different life about being black in America, and that's just craziness. Mm. And it really did show you, even with uh, with certain parts of the movie, it showed you the the duality of America. Like you would see uh, people in the same people of the same race, but would be on two different sides of the same culture. Yeah, if you understand what I'm saying, okay. it was like just because their skin tone was the same didn't mean they had the same experiences growing up in America. Being white doesn't make you racist. It was not right. They weren't white, but you mm -hmm. you saw people on two different sides. Of what you would think was the same coin with two different perspectives, yeah. And I felt like that was good because it it it, it didn't point anybody in it didn't one push way you. or the other, right? It didn't it push didn't you. Push you. It was like this it is what happened, you. 
and were were they they gave the entire truth. Well, they gave the entire truth. I, I think what they were showing you is the power struggle. It it's like the it's like the insurrection. You know, you got people out here today want to yell. They all want to yell how they weren't a part of it, or they want to yell the president told them to do it. Mm-hmm. They, they asked someone to blame. And so, therefore, they're not really responsible for their own actions. Mm. When, when, when you say the insurrection, what is it that you mean? And the I'll, insurrection and I on January 6th. Out of ignorance, because mm-hmm. I am speaking to you, asking you to explain, mm-hmm. because not everybody gets that, that it's an actual insurrection. There's a group of people who were there on January 6th Indeed. who actually weren't a part of the 800-plus people who went in the building. Indeed. And so they can say they were there. They didn't participate in the extra events. And they want to make sure that that part is made clear to the rest of society. And and then dealing with this, what we're talking about now, this particular person who was the the captain of this police force happens to be Mm African-American. And so you would, so what they were showing you is that how he initially even engages the family is from the police perspective and not even as a man or as a black man's perspective because he's been he's been he's graduated into this fellowship of power and control and and perfectionism meaning they never find themselves at fault yep no matter what the circumstances no matter what the circumstances could be by taking on this particular job, you absolutely can never be wrong again. Mm. As long as we're dealing with that as the as the basis of, of having any kind of conversation, it's not even a conversation from the beginning. It is you have a perspective that says no matter what, you have an excuse, you have a reason. And one of the things, you know, when we come when we were growing up, you know how many times someone told you that's not that's no excuse? They have an occupation that they have built in this world that, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I have an excuse. I felt for my life. Now, sure, if you're running away from me, how can you tell me that I'm not fearful of my life being threatened as you run away from me? Now, as we talk about it in general, you would assume and we're assuming that most people think people running away from you are not trying to harm you. In this case, they are able to manipulate the truth because we've allowed the media to depict us in a certain way, which is which has then impacted a certain group of society who normally doesn't interact with African-American people to tell them the group you don't know is just like this. Let me give you an example. And the films and TV do that. So therefore, when we find ourselves in a situation where we are treated unjustly, we don't have anyone's shoulder to cry on because everyone is under the impression that the monster got what they deserved. I, I feel like, um, so just piggybacking on some, um, something that Irv said uh, about this piece of film is going to be seen by the people who, I guess, don't need to see it. Right. The ones that need their the minds changed. Yeah, the ones that need the need to see this to change their mind are not going to watch this. And I agree. I hear you. Mm-hmm. They they're not going to see this. I don't. I, I just want to add. I don't. I'm not, I don't necessarily want to change anybody's mind. I just want you to be able to relate. Yeah. Say I understand. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can relate to, as opposed to you're going to automatically be on our side after you've seen the movie. You know? But the ones, and, and the say, ones, the ones that, uh, the ones that cannot relate are probably not going to see it. And you're right. They're probably not going to see it. 
the ones that can relate are part of the ones that need to see it because part of the strategy of people who are trying to uh, keep things going the way that they are, that are actually invested in the power struggle, play the long game, mm-hmm. right? They play the long game. So they're like, as long as we keep this going and stretch it out, these people will forget about the shit. Yep. Yeah. They'll just be like, they'll get complacent. Like, fuck it. They, all right, yes. yeah, we're going through this, but yeah, whatever. We need stuff like this for the people who actually can relate so that they stay lit. They stay ignited. And right. we don't get we don't get that way unless we have film, literature, and artwork that actually lights that fire on people to get shit done. Okay, you go ahead. And what I was gonna say is we need to keep saying American skin. Like we need to keep saying the name because people keep forgetting that oh, it's one of those little movies that you and I talked about this a, a while ago. And I forgot it, like, after the first or second time you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Truth of the matter is, we need to remind people, American skin, American skin, American skin. Okay. It's important because we need to tell people that what we're talking about is something you need to not just say, but spread. Do it. Yeah, I was um. Go watch it. So my, so my uh, real quick, uh, my supervisor. If he ever hears this, he's gonna kill me. Um, my supervisor. Uh, we were at work, and we. I was thinking about this pod, and you know, I'm always trying to think about stuff for this pod. So I and I just happened to be in conversation with him, and I asked him. I was like, "You ever heard of Americans?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that come out?" I was like, "It's out." He's like, it is? And you'd be surprised how many people that heavily didn't know, I didn't know that it was out. So I said, well, you should watch it. And he was like, what's it about? I was like, well, watch the trailer. Right. So he, Google. we're at work. We're at work. He's watching the trailer and he's watching it. And in the middle of the trailer, this motherfucker's getting hyped. <laughs> he's getting hyped. And I can see him. He's like, oh, Rick, that's what. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. We're at work. Mm-hmm. This is where we make money. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, okay. Hit pause for a second. Calm down. I was like, okay, just let's watch it. Take it from the top. Watch it again. He watches it. And he's like, thank you so much. That wouldn't have happened if we didn't have this pod. Right. He, hopefully, will tell somebody else who needs to see it and not become complacent and not sedentary. That's a big word. Right. Um, and actually do something and become motivated to to uh, help fix the situation. More. And we need that. And hopefully this helps because I'm going to tell you right now, it's a really good movie. It's written really well. The acting is great. The pace is good. Um, I'm not going to get too deep. No spoilers. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good movie. Please go see it. Nate Parker did his goddamn thing. Um, Just bring your tissues. That's all. Yes. I'm not, I mean, as yes. a... If you care, bring your tissues. If you don't care, enjoy yourself. Yeah, if you value humanity at all. Like, it's great it'll make you emotional. if no one wants to do anything. Yeah. But if you have a care, it's going to take you there. Yes. And so what I loved about it more than anything was, was the truth. It was, just, it was just the truth. It was Fact. like... You ever, you ever watch the after school specials when we were coming up, you know what I'm saying? We get home and they would have whatever the message is. Only you. Don't, yeah. don't smoke cigarettes, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the case is. In this case here, it is a all out. Let me just tell you what the, what's going on. 
You know what I'm saying? Let me just tell you what's going on. So at the end, you don't get, they can't wrap it up into a nice bow for you because it doesn't come with that. Yeah. They can't, they can't give you a boogeyman to be mad at specifically because it's the system. And they do a great, they do a great job of letting each person explain how they play a part of the system. Mm-hmm. How they, they, how they don't feel like they're the oppressor and can't see the behavior that makes this even makes it even exist but they do address it at the end Mm -hmm. and so the hope is that somebody says not me not me or or i won't yes or i'll stop i do that too i'm guilty of that i wish i had never thought that way and realize what is it that even makes you think the way that, you know the negative uh, ways you think of the of the black community of black individuals of what is what is giving you this impression if you haven't faced violence from anyone African American if you haven't been assaulted by someone African American if you haven't had if you haven't been a uh, 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 victimized then why do you feel like you're a victim? Mm-hmm. When we are trying to consistently tell you this is how we're being victimized and we can't find anybody to come to our to our rescue. And that's the hard part about it is that there is a whole part of this that is about, hey, I just need you to listen. But are you going to listen? Like, what's your incentive to listen to this? Right. Like we do a whole thing about. Uh, where we've been wronged, we we have roots that has been on TV forever. But what makes you actually watch and not have it on TV? Yeah, but watch one and of, see the point. So. One of the one of the things that I enjoyed about it was uh, a lot of the uh, dialogue between the uh, individuals in the movie, the characters was dialogue that needs to be had. Indeed. But people in in real life society really shy away from those conversations. People don't have they, these conversations in real life. But this of. is actually a, a film version of these conversations that need to be had in real life. Exactly. But, but remember, these people had to be locked in <laughs> yes. and made to have these conversations. Yeah, that's why we're asking. Preacher. That's yes. why we're asking, like, can we get this to a point where people are listening and not just Oh, they did this movie. Cool. I'm glad they made that happen. It's like the it's like the episode on Oprah. She has the lady comes on. They they break down the blue eyed versus the brown eyed people, mm-hmm. and immediately the blue eyed people are offended right. to the twelfth power, right? But the problem was we didn't do that episode the next day, yeah. and the next day, it, it almost has to be to the point where it's at least once a week. Or on Fridays, this is what this is we when we address issues of color, issues of bias, issues of discrimination and injustice. So if you're tired, you know, you know when I was watching something the other day, so I was, you know, this guy complained about we're always playing the race card. And he never thought to himself, well, if there wasn't an issue to deal with, then you wouldn't even have to hear me telling you about this affecting or how my race is, is 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 a part of whatever this issue is. Yeah. Somehow that's been thrown out with the, with the bathwater. It is is like somehow we have chosen to 
you know how they always say they always, watching football and stuff. They always say they gonna catch the second guy. Mm-hmm. They don't catch the they don't catch the push off. They catch the holding. We are the people always being caught holding. Yeah, and you are a turn. You are closing your eyes mm-hmm. at the beginning of the play, so you never see the push off. Yeah, that's fair. And as I keep yelling, he's pushing off. You keep going. Why are you complaining over there? And all I'm asking you to do is open your eyes at the beginning of the play. So that you can see why I do what I do. And that's the only way we're going to get some growth. That's the only way we're going to get some change. Yeah. That's all, you know, we get what we want. You, you get to, you get to feel better, be better. And, and, and as a result, if you really, you know, and this is up for debate, but if you really love the country, then we get the country that, that we claim we, we, yeah, we, we, want. we pretend this, it already is. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Hilarious. Um, uh, I absolutely thoroughly loved that movie, and I, it didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. But the storytelling, the uh, the plot, the acting, all of it was just great. And the one thing I didn't want this to do to be cheesy and over the top. That was the one thing right. I didn't want. It I was wasn't. like, don't be preachy, cheesy, over the top. It and wasn't. they kept it so real. They kept it so grounded. Mm-hmm. And everything in it was believable. Even the the reason why we're able to see what's going on in there, they have a good reasonable plot, right. a good reasonable way that they introduce that. I really love it. Um, we've all given it great marks. I'm going to tell everybody in my family to watch it. Everybody, all my friends, I'm going to tell them all, please watch this. Please buy it legally. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. We just going to keep it a buck. Buy it legally. Support this movie, please. Um, anybody got any final thoughts about the movie? Because we we were up on the break. Anybody got any final thoughts? I think it was just it was it was beyond important that at the end, uh, the, the officer involved in all of this has don't, don't, don't tell him. Uh, no, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, okay. To, he is put in the position where he has to admit that he played a part in how this even came about. Right, right, right. As contrary to how it starts, right, which is you, your son, you, your son. And then only once the dialogue comes about, is he able to see? I'm not talking about the the ending part as to right, why right, he's right, willing right. to even be open for to, to to hear what is being said. I'm saying that when he admits, when he's frustrated and finally yells out the answer as to how this even came about, he, his truth came out in 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 this frustration and his fear as to this bias is real. Yeah. Yeah, it's real, and that's what it took. That was uh, thoughts. I I just think it'll be dope that when when the time comes that we don't have to lock other separate groups of of our nation into a room to have a serious conversation. When 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 all the groups want to go into a room, have a conversation, and make things better, that's when we as a country Mm. will be able to move forward. As as long as y'all gonna keep doing this bullshit to find all the reasons to keep us separated or keep us at each other's throw to keep it in an adversarial posture towards one another, even though us one another are supposed to be one, we always gonna be fucked up. Facts. We do a podcast and therefore we have to find our way into a rhythm for what's going to work for the outsiders. And we have to do this because people won't just accept the fact that, hey, truth is truth. Love is love. And we actually work these things. And we have to put ourselves into a box to make this work. 
And that's not always fun. And I want everyone to be able to just accept, like, because 45 made you feel like news isn't real, you need to understand that, guess what? We tell you the truth, and it's only because we mean it. Yeah, we're going to give you the truth no matter what. And uh, the truth is, this film was absolutely fucking great. Uh, American and, Skin. Yes, American Skin, Nate Parker, Spike Lee Joint. Please watch this. Please enjoy it. Please do. Uh, and we got two more segments coming up, so stick around. We're going to be back for those. And we're going to try to decompress and have some more drinks for this, because I'm going to tell you what. Right after the movie, <laughs> that shit was on. That shit was on, bro. We was feeling a way, feeling some kind of way. Hell yeah, we can get to this uh, next break, and we'll be back. Hex, give me one. U D K, ladies and gentlemen. Already ain't no place to go. Second down already, I got place to go. Lost control of the crews like Katie Holmes. Y'all should know not to play with Jones. Worldwide, they appreciate the flow. Got a couple chase, I just save it though. I'm no accountant, I can count like Basie though. I'm looking around like where my 40 acres go. I bet I burned out about an eighth ago. She say you better stay away if you pay below. It's a birthday, she looking for the cake below. Take them anywhere we go. Hey, cool, but get your hands off my. I'm chilling with them collagens. Kiss me the collagen. I see you modeling at least get some collagen. I mean, at least get your GD. The flow six. I'm a please call the CDC. TBT, they ain't see me as a threat. Look, now I'm hitting triple double like I'm Russell Westbrook. It gets shook when they hit away. I'm coming now. Um, so I wanted to, uh, <laughs> that was a uh, Topaz Jones with 2K, uh, Toothache. Uh, I wanted to play something a little, a little funner. 
After True. that, uh, after that last media experience that we had, why? Yes, no, no, no. I want to play something. Are we in the mud? Is it deep? We, we were in the weeds. Bad. We were in the weeds in the first segment, but uh, this will fuck be a, y'all. A little, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I feel you. I feel yeah, I want to be a little bit, uh, a little bit lighter. Not, not too light. We still gonna talk about some real shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I love the song. By the way, that shit was dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the song. Topaz Jones, Toothache. Uh, I'll be playing another one of his joints that I like to. Um, so we uh, usually always try to preface the fact that we are not a uh, a monolith, right? We're not a echo chamber. We're not a tornado of ideas. It's not just one idea that just floats around. So uh, we were looking at a video uh, that was on. I think it was on Vice. Yeah, it was on Vice. Yeah, it was on Vice, where they had uh, black conservatives and black liberals. And I watched it, and I put it in a group chat, and I'll let y'all check it out. And uh, boy, some Sammy of the, Davis would be happy about how you dancing around this motherfucker. Look, man, look, look, look. A, a lot dance. of the, um, <laughs> a lot of the idea, a lot of ideas that the conservatives have, I like, and I, yeah. I say that a lot of times on the pod that I have conservative views. Yeah. Some of the, the the things that I that I believe are conservative, a lot are liberal, but some of them are conservative. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play a few of the clips, mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll just react. Indeed. We'll react. All right, so. Uh, so this is the... And black people are largely conservative. Yeah, they, they just have well, I think a, what, few I think, epi- a few issues that they are not comfortable with. I think what it is, is what you like re- when, when you even think of yourself as even being partially conservative is you're realizing there's just a bunch of things we all agree on yeah. that we want to address. Yeah. And some people are yelling about them louder so that they become their their views, their conservative views from their perspective, on their portfolio. But in real talk, we, we they're on both both sides piece of paper, yeah. right at the top. So it, it's just who's yelling at the loudest sometimes ends, ends up getting represented, but it's the common sense or the better thing to do or the thing that's right perspective yeah. yeah and so i think it goes across the board for everybody but i hear you uh this first clip i'm gonna play there was uh, a young lady and she was in the front row she was she was loud very opinionated uh <laughs> very strong voice yeah. and uh she was commenting on the uh the effects that her stance had had on her family as far as uh, as far as her standing in the family so i'm playing mm-hmm. this real quick let y'all hear this and then we can get into it it started with my high school friends. Everybody was unfriending me on Facebook because, you know, I was talking about the Trump election and I went to the inauguration and all of that. So my family, and then it trickled down to my family. Aunts won't speak to me even now. I got aunts that don't talk to me because I'm, um, I want to be white. So it's like I get this stigma all the time. Wow. Oh, oh, you, you want to be white and you don't move to New York City and now you think you, you out there with the big city folk and you want to be white. That's, it, it seems like when I speak of what I speak of, it's only the fact that I just want to be white. And that's so far-fetched from the truth. Um, I've been called a bed wench. Mm. I've been called... And I mean, I'm talking about from my black brothers who on a, they, uh, they page be talking about black queens and all of this stuff like huh. that. But the moment I don't agree with nothing they talking about, now I'm a bad witch. Now I'm, and now, you know what I'm saying? I'm all this other stuff. And it's just like, I mean, to be honest with you, ain't nobody been boss enough to say none of this stuff in my face. And they not gonna. They all of this is via social media. We know this. But at the same time, it's just like hatred. It's been nothing but hatred. And, you know, for me, it's like, even when I deal with liberals who may have their little, 
mindset or way they think. I ain't going to disrespect them and call them all types of names. It's like I've gained all that flight and disrespect. And it's just like because I want to be white, this is what I get. So her uh, her experience with conservatism is one of pain. Well, liberalism, I guess. The effects of her conservatism is pain. Okay. So... How how should we react to people when they tell us they're conservative and they're black? Should we welcome them with open arms, or sh- is the is the backlash warranted? Oh, are we trying to be honest, or are we trying to always like no? Always. Because there's a reactionary part of us, okay, and the reactionary part of us is fuck you. And the truth of the matter is, we should always talk to people that we knew before who didn't understand why we were who we were. And the truth of the matter is that, yeah, you gotta ride with whatever works for you, but understand what comes with it. Like, like we all down for the ride, mm-hmm. but the real deal is, so how did they get to this point? And again, I have the advantage of having a group chat that is deep as hell for 365. Mm. So I have that advantage to people. The real deal is that these people don't have that. They have people on Twitter and people on uh, IG who are just giving them moments in the world. And it's like, okay, you saw the pictures. That was funny. That wasn't funny. Okay. Black people have embarrassed themselves on, um, what was, uh, 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 Worldstar? Yeah, Worldstar. Mm. Everything. Okay, I get that. So what are you doing? Who affected your family's life? Because that's different. And that's the point when we step in and we're like, hey, I don't care what you do after this. I just want to show you how we got here. Is the is the backlash? Do you feel like it's warranted? The 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 ramifications of coming out as a conservative. You think it's warranted, or should we be more understanding? Where you at on Earth? I, I don't I don't look at it. First of all, I don't look at it as backlash. Um, I I respect the fact that uh, in this if we're talking about this one individual. I respect mm-hmm. the fact that she stood on her laurels and that she Work. felt a certain way yeah, and exactly. that she's moving forward based on what she believes. I respect that. I have no problem with that. Um, if I'm having a conversation with a conservative and we are having a difference of opinion based on facts, then. We all good. I mean, I don't give a damn. You don't have to agree with me, but know that I'm going to be fighting to prove my point the same way I'm assuming that you're going to be fighting to prove your point. My problem is, is when you go off and start trying to debate me based on bullshit. bullshit. You know, when you when you know it's a fucking lie or you know it's bullshit and you're trying to stand your ground mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be on even or level ground. I'm, I'm debating facts. You debate and make believe, and we supposed to find some place to find in the middle. That's impossible. That's mm-hmm. fucking impossible. And as long as y'all want to, as long as conservatives want to tap dance and start talking about shit that isn't reality, then we're gonna have a problem. I mean, if we can have a difference of opinion based on facts, we all good. We can agree to disagree. You really shouldn't 
call out Candace Owens like that. But go ahead. Go ahead. And see there and see there he's, a lot. He's trying to get me excited right now. <laughs> I am. Because you know my first instinct. I know. I know. All day. This motherfucker. Her, Tim Scott, and a, whole, and a couple other knuckleheads. But again, the whole point, like I said on, in the war room on, on Thursday, my problem is is I'm not worried about your, your title. I'm worried about what, you, what you're doing. And, and and so if you're not actually out here yelling and screaming about the parts of conservatism that actually matter, then you're a part of the of the of the, the 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 populace. You're a part of the gang. You know what I'm saying? You really are joining forces with the Ku Klux Klan and the Proud Boys or the whoever else who are saying the, the most foul things. So at the end of the day, it's cool that you have a perspective. You want to have, you want to say that you're conservative, but if you don't have to, if you don't have some some information regarding infrastructure and education and health, mm. come on, something regarding COVID, and and that's your that's your conservative viewpoints, and you make those viewpoints from a conservative perspective clear, then people got then you got something to stand on. But you but you just simply saying you you don't want to be called out. But the truth is, how can you align yourself with somebody like forty five? And all the terrible things he was doing, and then try and separate it as though you're not again stepping stuff with, with somebody who's basically a terrible person to put it in, in the yeah, right way. Yeah. And here's the thing. So I want to put it in a perspective that everyone can get. I actually like people who are Republican. I I I, I admire them. I like people who say we should have less government. We should have less people in our. Yeah, business. I do agree with some of that. I appreciate the fact that you want fewer people to fuck with your life. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. So um, when you decide that you just want to suck dick for racism, that's not cool. All right. <laughs> is that a technical term? Right. That is as right. technical a term as I can come come Somebody with it. When you're willing, when you're willing to simply side on something, because hey, I'm on that side, so I should stay there. You're not on a side. You're just simply accepting the fact that I don't care where this goes. I just want to be on this not side. on their side. Yeah, I want to be on this side. Yeah, And that's racism. Like, that's dumb. That's not even intentional. Go ahead. Conservative, uh, conservatives, first of all, need to find out what the fuck conservative is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, because remember, it's been it's overtaken to, by Trump. That's what I said. That, that, that's that's exactly, talking about real shit. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. You, you were the Family values, fiscal, repons- fiscal responsibility, yeah. limited government, you know, there's all George shit Bush and then there's Trump. That y'all were about thing. until Trump got in office or yeah. 45 got in office. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we were the party of 45. It wasn't we had these things that we cared about or, or this was the basis of our party. It was whatever. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, just this week, both of them sat at different points in time and said, this is the party of, of Trump. Trump. Yeah. Right? So this motherfucker's gone. He's not even president no more. Right. How is this still his party? Why isn't it your party? Why, why isn't it the party of Matt Gates or the party of Marjorie Taylor Greene? Uh, oh, Lord. And, and uh, hold on. Let me back up for a second. Let me back up for a second. I almost fell Now, for, for four years, the, the entire time that 45 was president, he blustered about AOC being the head of the Democratic Party, right? Mm-hmm. No committee assignments, no nothing. She was just the radical 
left that you wanted to make the face of. I didn't have no real power, was just there, got voted in off, and was there right. to give her opinion when the news or the media right. wanted to put a microphone in front of her face. Right. right. So now, four years later, we have this lady. Okay, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Dif- difference being, we got one lady that is ex- is extreme because of her views. I'm trying to have a difference, a, a conversation where we can debate Indeed. ideas. Indeed. And you're telling that this this lady right here is radical outside mm. of the mainstream. But on the other spectrum, I have this lady that's saying, I want to put bullets in the forehead of the people that don't believe in what I'm saying. But yeah, you want to tell you me gotta recognize that, the difference. That, that, that that's my point. That's right you there. You gotta recognize. You the trying difference. to tell me it's there's no difference between the two. This is two extreme sides of the opposite coin. That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. That's bullshit. This, this lady is threatening. It's not extreme. If it's on my side. You're if trying it supports to me. It, it's not extreme. There you go. You're trying and to dumb it down. And that's fucking bullshit. And it's fucking that's fucking that. We gonna point. I'm gonna get it. We gonna get a t-shirt and some shit made. It's and fucking bullshit. That's <laughs> some fucking bullshit. Yes. Copywritten. Hell yeah. Um, I got another one. I'm gonna load this up real quick, and then we gonna get into this. Uh, this is uh concerning the economy and uh, black conservative views on this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let this ride real quick. What are the policies that you have seen put forth either by conservative politicians or by our current president? that you agree with, that you feel are benefiting the black community? Uh, just for example, you look at Trump, what he did with the, he's doing with the tariffs for the trades. And yeah! How he's done that, now he's bringing jobs back into the country. When you get jobs back into the country, black unemployment is at the lowest it's been in American history, black unemployment is at right now. So that benefits not just me, but any person that's black. Mm-hmm. How's that not benefit? That's, Trump has everything, a lot of things Trump's done when it comes to jobs, economy, when it comes to the stock market. I'm investing for the first time in my entire life and making a lot of money, by the way. Thank you, Donald Trump, for that. Mm. So, I mean, and I'm a black man, and my black man is there invisible. Oh, this wall that says, oh, you're black, you can't invest. Hold up. No, I go back right up. through that wall and I invest. That's what blacks can do. We need to stop playing victims. Mm. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Okay, go ahead. No, oh. when he said, did he say, I'm a black man? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Okay. Cliche. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please save us, Donald yeah. Trump. So, Cliche so there are a couple of things going on at, at the exact same time. We use the word lady like it's just female. No, it's a title. Okay. about a certain type of person and they have a certain level of respect to call you lady it's not just female anyway and then this person is up here talking about um i'm a black man is he a black man i could be wrong i, I haven't done a dna test i'm still trying to figure <laughs> out what his blackness had to do with what the policy was that trump did that put I'm in saying. place that, that helped him be able to go invest because before I, the last time i checked before 45 <laughs> was here black people could invest before then. thank you so for you to say that 45 did uh, y'all had investments you know Reader. y'all had investments right. i don't know how this is work this is a coon this is a coon who went out and said i had you know what happened he had a good year you ever have a better year at work, your business, whatever? <laughs> a better year. He had a good year last year. And so right now he's riding this little thing. And unfortunately, once again, he has forgotten that even in his in his ability to, to climb the ladder, look at the rest of the people who are suffering. They're the same. We're suffering. He ain't even concerned with them. That, that, so when he, had, when he said, I'm a black man, no, you're not. You look like a black man. When a black man ever argued about... Looking right. or being black men, and I'm a black man. 
Thank you. One of the biggest differences between the, the two were the, the black liberal said if one of us is oppressed, then all of us all are oppressed. oppressed. The, the conservatives were going out of their way to express their individualism. Mm-hmm. Which, which I, Why don't you do I, what I did? And I, I understand all of that, but if you was like like the movie that we just saw, if you was that guy on the street that got pulled over, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be conservative at all. You the first right. thing that they notice <laughs> is that you black. You black. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah. And by the way, before Trump, you could invest, and then after Trump, I just want everybody to know. If you, you didn't know, let's just have a, wait, just a public service announcement. Let's have an announcement ready. Trump's not in office. You can still invest if you're black. You, you can, can do still that. Invest. If you're black, you can still do that. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we're going to go in the next clip. Um, uh, I'm just play. I'm just play. I ain't gonna give you an intro. I'm just yeah, play. just yeah. do it. Yeah. Black voters being synonymous with the Democratic Party. Well, here's the thing. The reason that black voters are synonymous with the Democratic Party is because we've been on the receiving end of about 50 years of an onslaught of PR. It comes from our entertainers. It comes from our ballplayers. It comes from our singers. It comes from the Democratic politicians who, some of, most of which are black and empty, mm-hmm. but are being used to sell us this idea of the Democratic Party being the home of African Americans. Mm-hmm. And that is why we vote 90% Democratic. Now, let me tell you something. There is not another demographic in the world that votes 9 out of 10 votes for one party. Mm-hmm. Why is that still something to be proud of? Why do, we, why do we say that we are proud to vote 90% for Democrats? They don't have to do shit for us. Okay? Because they know they're going to get 90 You want to respond? Um, I agree with a lot of what he said. 1,000. I feel like we need another party. I've, but that's just me. I am forever baffled by these, these people who make this comment. The notion that somehow in this, again, the notion that I'm <laughs> trying to keep it PG. Say what you got to say. For this man to come out and make the comment that, no, go ahead. Man, no, no, go seriously, ahead. Go. Come go ahead. don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Let me jump in. Let's I'll jump in. Ahead, so first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to shit on somebody's First Amendment. You have the right to believe or tell your story. I mean, if, if your story leads you to make that your synopsis, I don't have to agree with it. You've been able to say it, so I don't want to hear no shit about you being canceled and you not being able to say and all this bullshit about well, this side is woke and this and you got to say what you wanted to say and how you felt, right? So now that you've put it in into the open, everybody else has the opportunity to say yay or nay mm-hmm. to what the fuck. There, there's consequences and repercussions to everything that we do. If you say something that the majority of people don't uh, agree with and they tell you they don't agree with it, uh, uh, you're going to get mad or your beef is nobody's agreeing with me. Right. Well, motherfucker, you got to say what it is that you wanted to say. You got it out there. Mm-hmm. The people don't agree, so you can't make them agree with your your sentiment, but you are still entitled. Like the First Amendment demands, you yes. are still entitled. So, I respect you for being able to say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with the shit. That's all I'm saying. My man came out and said, look, 90% of African-Americans are voting for the Democratic Party, and they don't have to do anything to get it. Bruh, that's because that was the only party that had your back. When you weren't even a fucking citizen, bruh. Or that just that's, that's, didn't that's hurt the, you. So when you want to be when you want to be chess ahead of the rest of us, recognize the only reason you're even here as a person 
is because somebody made it through who was right there with those who had no rights at all. So when you question why the fuck most most black people are rocking with the Democratic Party, because that's who had your back when your grandmama had nothing, fool. When your grandfather had nothing, fool. And again, you know, don't let, somehow for some reason we are forgetting immediately that was 1968, 64, 65, when civil rights were actually passed. And by the time what we say again, if Martin Luther King was killed in 68, had we actually even gotten them in 65? Mm. Come on, man. So yeah. this yeah. is a clown, and he's out here actually feeling like he has something to express. That's just asinine. You know, it's funny. Um, this week we heard Kevin McCarthy, the minority speaker of the House, uh, basically say that the Republicans have a big tent and that they're willing to invite uh, everybody under their tent. Right? <laughs> um, it's That's tough hilarious. for me. It's tough for me to imagine um, black folks being excited about being a part of a party that has an open hostility towards you Facts. as a black person. Facts. I mean, there's a section in your party that you know has open hostility towards you because of the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not saying that Democrats don't have it, but I don't think they have it in as a, in an overt fashion as our Republican brothers and sisters do. Being so it's, it's, it's tough for me to understand how you don't understand that as an uh, African American that we would be more incentivized to be a part of the Democratic Party or the Liberal Party as opposed to the Conservative Party that outright doesn't care for us. Yeah, actually. And I have the exact opposite point of view, and that's not to shit on what you said. Here's the thing. Um, there are so many people who are happy to join on anyone who will say, hey, guess what? You've been abused. You've been taken for granted. Why wouldn't you jump on our side and you can learn from the inside and you can grow from the inside. And that's exactly why these motherfuckers have gone from 1% to 5% of the black male rate, um, vote, voting rate, because they can say, hey, we're listening. And the thing about doing nothing, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's fine. But, but I don't want, I don't want, I don't want people to take that and miss the fact that we have also been bamboozled by our Democratic people, because they have also ignored us and worked for the other people who were just like, oh well, we have some things that we need that's important, and yeah, black people, we'll get to you. Yeah. That's happened too. So they can just throw this in, in our face and say, you know what? We're going to get to you at some point. And that's how you can sanction and grab people and say, hey, we listen to you. Even though, hey, it's going to take some time. But it taking time is... Sure. How many? How many years? This is all I want people to really grasp, and I understand because really, in a whole different way, you know how I feel. I rock with Bernie, so Fair, I'm out on all day. But that's not the point now. The point now is, for some reason, somebody better just get a grasp of reality here. One more time, again, if you are dealing with the Democratic Party and and having to have a complaint about what they haven't done yet. Somehow, if you understand what we're dealing with now, with what Trump is doing, and these congressmen who are giving this 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 trick a, a standing ovation the other day, yeah, facts. real talk. And so, if that's what's happening right here in 2021, 
What were you expecting over the last 50 years of fighting? <laughs> Somehow the Democratic Party was supposed to have overcome. It's 2021, and we're dealing with this bullshit right now. So if we're having a real, legitimate, grown-ass conversation, tell me what year, what decade, if we're dealing with this bullshit now, what year was we supposed to have it already been, been beyond this? And Hex. Come on. Let, let me ask you a question. No, no. Let I, me I, ask you one real question. No, I, I, I have one real question. A bullshit imaginary answer because otherwise we're having, a, we're having a question that surfaces around society, but it comes with an answer that you already know. We've been dealing with the fact that there are senators and congressmen who have been trying to eliminate our ability to grow, to accomplish, to get, to Speak have, to be. That has been the whole point of the game. Speak on So when you mad at the Democrats for not accomplishing, man, did you just see what they did with the judges? They just cornered the market with the judges. What did they do that for if they love America, not just their own party? Mm -hmm. They did it for themselves. Mm -hmm. So stop being mad at somebody who, who's not winning when you already know they're fighting the fight that they got one hand tied behind their backs, no matter which senator you had in point in place. That is why it was so important. We finally got Kamala Harris in office, and we finally were able to show America what the vote would do. And now look, look today what happened when her vote was able to be the tiebreaker. That You're indeed. seeing how we got to find a way to play the damn game. And now we're playing it, and now we're trying to fucking win. That's the point. But if you've been complaining about the past, then you ain't really even know who your opponent was. Because those jokers don't play. Ooh. Hex Ooh. is always on time. <laughs> but there's one thing I want to say. There's one thing I want to say before we go to break, because I know yeah, we're about to be on, up on it. Let's go. Here's the thing. Um, when we do this thing with the Democrats and the Republicans and agree that People are going to be on one side, but don't want to act, especially Democrats, don't want to act like they're really about one thing or another. Mm -hmm. uh, so who going to stand up we'll and see. fight? And that's what, shout out to no, Stacey no, Abrams. No, no, no. Who's shout what? out to Angela Rye. We got some folks who I are putting their feet Corey in the Bush. ground. We got yeah. people who Corey are putting Bush. their feet. Come on, man. Yeah. Corey, Corey Booker, Corey Bush. Corey Booker. We got, come on, man. We got to, again, I told you the other day, in the war room, we got to find a way to start giving shout-outs to the we folks who are we trying to do this shit. We emasculated we Cory Booker when he was doing his thing and being a good-ass man who ran into motherfucking buildings to save kids. We we emasculated this man mm -hmm. when he was doing his thing and trying to be the guy who's running president. Yep. What is it going to take for him? Yeah. I need I need people to tell me. I tell you, we've been fighting. What part of character from... The football player from the guy who ran into buildings and saved kids, what more does it take for you to be that guy? It's going to take Democrats being as ruthless as Republicans. Agree. It's going to take Democrats finally getting the spine and saying, this fuck the I'm moral saying. high ground. These jokers rammed all their bullshit down our throats when they tried to say because they got the they won the election, they had a mandate. Well, we just won the fucking election. You you want to keep on tell, talking about the 75 million Trump supporters that are supposed to be getting uh, thrown to the side? Well, it's 81 million people that are on the liberal side right now. And we should be ran, ramming mandates down your throat the same way that you rammed Amy Coney Barrett down our throat. The the same same way way for the purpose of saving the country, uh, not for, just own, for the, the purpose of the country, not their own sake. All right, KG, now, you all remember story. that we almost elected a Mormon and they believe in magic underwear? 
I think okay. we need to study I the do. polygamy thing a little bit more before we. <laughs> all right, yeah, so we're going to break. Okay. Um, all right, we're going to break. I was not opening that door, but I was not. We'll be back after this commercial break. Herb always knows how to set the set the scene. I appreciate him so much. Hex, give me one. U D K. I've been hoping and wishing that you've been coping with living and thinking I'm going missing. I know that we're seeming distant. I show that I'm not the same. You own the feeling that's different, but go content with the pain. I'm inconsistent with lack of effort that's given in vain. I've been persistently slacking lesser and never ashamed to say that I make decisions after my temper retains. The K additions, the faster you circumvent your complaint. You know what? You said you'd always be there for me, but you never show up. I had the world on top my shoulder and you told me, hold up. When you're the reason that I'm down, you know I gotta roll up. And even though I'm getting older, you used to tell me grow up you said you'd always be there for me but you never show up i had the world on top my shoulder and you told me hold up when you're the reason that i'm down you know i gotta roll up and even though i'm getting older you still tell me grow I've been up. Looking for yes sir uh, we are back um so sometimes we get people who uh in the music game who want to get their music out there and they send in submissions so we get us to it <clears throat> And uh, that was Liam the villain who grow up. Uh, he didn't send that one in. He sent something else in, but I went through his catalog to listen to some other stuff, and I found that one I really liked. Because we do that. Yeah, I really liked it. Because I like his style, but the song that he submitted, I didn't. I wasn't feeling that, but that one kind of stuck out. The wordplay on that one stuck out. All right. um, what are y'all's impressions of his, uh, his, his effort, his latest effort? I'm digging that. I'm digging that. That's in the pocket. That's uh, soulful. And again, that's something we grew up on. So, again, his tone, you know, tone along with it is, is, is major. That's going to that's gonna make you sell records. So, I'm feeling them. Yeah, I, it gave me like a, uh, not the exact same, but like a diggable planets Boom. type of mm-hmm. just groove, just rock with it. I In really like it. Now, the only thing that I would say about it is um, if it, it seemed, I, I understand the style that he was going for, kind of like the laid back style, but just a little something to kind of wake me up because it was like a trance almost. And it was like, I just wanted a little something to kind of break up a little bit of the monotony that he had, but the overall effort was great. I liked it. I liked it. I, I get, had a Lupe Fiasco vibe. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it gave me. I liked the joint myself. Yeah, absolutely. Casey? I, I won't throw Lupe in only because there are a lot of people who take Lupe like really personally, and I, I, I see. no, 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 no. I know what you said. I know what you said. I'm not shitting on you. I'm simply saying Lupe is a god to a lot of people, and there's a way that I'm not gonna throw that. But what I will say, kind of in the same atmosphere, is that it sounded like the first time you heard Q-Tip do doubles. Okay. Because Tip was doing the production, and it sounded like he might have done his own production, and I don't know that. I'm just simply yeah. saying, it sounds like, oh, I made what this, and I'm doing this, <laughs> and like the way that Tip does, like the first time you heard it was like, oh, he did that double thing, and he sped it up, but did it 
right in the spot, but that's the way I I, I heard it. <laughs> First of all, I'm, I'm glad that you weren't shitting on me. <laughs> but you know I'm not shitting on you, so why are you even acting like that? Come on, man. You said it. Hold on, but then you said how Lupe was a god, right? Mm-hmm. And then you went to tip. Yeah, like so I'm gonna I'm let you do the man. I'm gonna let you sit no, back and I, think I about how you just carried this conversation. No, I said what I said, and, and then I'm gonna throw it back. Here's Jack. the difference, and here's the difference. Tip is a god on his own, but he's such a dickhead that he makes it hard. Lupe's a dickhead. It, no, Lupe is too. Yes, exactly. But like in terms of the formulatic way to make rapping, that's where. <laughs> That's where Lupe is a different thing. What does that have to do with you? Because from, formulaically, the way Lupe is, is a different thing than the way that Tip is. Like, they're separate things. Well, I'll tell you what. The fact that we're having a conversation and we're mentioning these people in the same in the breath, same this breath lets this you know that we respect exactly what you're doing. Um, so keep that shit up. Keep, keep that growing, shit up. Keep progressing. <laughs> and uh, thank you for submitting the music. It's a lot of y'all that got music that's not submitting it because y'all are nervous about what we're going to say. I ain't going to yeah. mention no names. So I promise you this segment wasn't supposed to be uh, about that for this long, but it went well, so I like it. Um we are now going to have the lighter section of the podcast, as you can tell. We got the big game tomorrow. Yes, sir. And last week, we already gave our predictions about who we gonna, who we think is going to win. Oh, you mean halftime? Okay, gotcha. Halftime? Go ahead. Oh, you, you think the game is important? Oh, yeah. my bad. I got you. I got no. You. Oh. No, I get you. Super I just Bowl didn't know what you were talking about. about like, I don't give a fuck about Super Bowl game. because yeah. my team sucks. So the rest oh. of y'all can suck oh. ass. Like, yeah. I think that Patrick should do what Patrick does <laughs> and everybody else can suck dick. <laughs> I just want to be entertained at halftime. Let me ask you Let the commercials go on. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was the... Most memorable, I know it's gonna be for you. You know what? What's the most memorable halftime show you've ever seen? Prince in the Rain. Who was who else was who played in that game? (laughs) I don't know, and I don't care. care. I'm sure Tom Brady was in there because he's always in there, but nah, it was Prince, nigga. What was the most memorable halftime show that that you remember that you enjoyed? That I enjoyed? Yeah. Okay, the the Timberlake joint is the one I still like. I can't. Are there more than two answers to this? That's no, that's not an enjoyable. Is there Prince that's a, and I'm, that's a, the titty that the titty pop? That was yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that, that was most memorable. That's the most. Is anybody else gonna say anything else? What was the one you? Enjoyed? Are you? What are you gonna say? That was what I was gonna say. Okay. Okay. So is that the one you enjoyed the most, or just one you just remember the most? Beyonce's joint was hot. I mean, obviously, my mind is the 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 nipple slip. <laughs> it was still great too, right? That was Jackson. That's Jackson Timberlake. But you talking about the show? But that's, that's, a, that's the incident. My my favorite one was Bruno Mars. That was my favorite. Bruno killed that shit. The biggest thing for me with Bruno was that with the other ones that I enjoy, I knew I was going to enjoy it. Right. It was like with you know with Janet and with with Prince. I knew I was like, all right, she could be lit. And we with, got the Rolling with, Stones for a while yeah. and all that. With Bruno, I didn't know I wasn't that huge of a he Bruno monster. I was just like, all right, Bruno, no, he all right, whatever. He came on that joint and started rocking, and I was rocking with him for the entire no, he killed show. That. I was grooving in the living room, just going. And, and the who, wife was like, "You a Bruno Mars fan?" I was like, "I am now." Shit. Right. Who, else, who else did he bring up? Because he brought up a I couple think it was of just people. A few people. I can't remember. It was and it was like, oh, Bruno not only killed it himself with his crew, because his crew was always 
like, first of all, they're all black. <laughs> and Bruno is just that dude. And they kick it so hard. And then he brought up somebody, and I can't remember who it was. But it was so dope, and it was so on time, and it made sense. We were having a conversation during the war room, uh, and this is right around the time where the uh, the Sean Watson, Carson Wentz drama had gone on. And I think something happened with uh, Carson today, right? Like, did they announce that the Eagles say they were traded? Traders in the, in the They're speculating that. Only they, the way. exploring trades. Because they weren't even talking about it before. They were just like, he's on our team, that's it. Was it? With yeah. who? I'm doing that. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Uh, that'll be fun. Number so, two. Number two. The talk of, uh, I guess, the quarterback. no fear of this. The potential <laughs> quarterback carousel has initially been on Deshaun. Right. Because Deshaun has come out and said, I don't want to play for this dysfunctional motherfucker no more. Right. <clears throat> so he's been public with his shit, and he got fucking annihilated when it came to the media. The media was just like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I'll, people say, I'm, just, just, I'm disappointing him. He did, yeah, he needs to go ahead and just do his job. You're and the he leader. needs to work for whoever pays him. You're and the blah, leader. Blah, blah, blah. You, you and, with, and with Carson Wentz, it was like, well, yeah, he might be traded. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. And I was just, I couldn't understand for the life of me why it felt like there was one. And maybe it was me. But I felt like one situation was being handled with kid gloves and the other one, they was going raw. They was just like, you know, you need to just shut the fuck up and play because they paid you and then that's it. But Carson Wentz got paid and he don't got to shut the fuck up and play. He can actually try to get traded. So maybe that was me. What's y'all opinions on that? I, I, I think it's apples to oranges myself. I, I think uh, Deshaun we had this talk. is actually performing at a high level. There you go. You know, where it, he's he's one he's he's been performing at a high enough level that his own teammates are saying that they wasted a year of his production. Right? Um, he had an agreement with the owner that he would be able to have some say in the general manager and the coach, and and he doesn't feel like he said he wasn't trying to to pick him, but he just wanted to, to have the respect to being included in the conversations. And he doesn't feel like he was included, so he made a man decision. You know, you can't hate on the man for feeling a certain way and making a decision Fact. accordingly that he felt was the right decision for him. With Carson Wentz, this is we're talking about somebody that's, that's been benched. He, he lost his job. So <laughs> I, I don't see how you can compare Carson, the, the guy that's the second string dude that's on the bench behind Jalen Hurts, to all world, all pro Deshaun but Watson. Know who he is. But, but the only reason why we're saying making it a conversation is because Brett Favre and Dick Vermeil didn't feel it was a need to say anything until it was Deshaun that was making the decision. And right. all of a sudden, they decided that they wanted to have an which they're more than entitled to. Don't yeah, get me don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. You you are entitled you can say to that opinion, and I, right. I don't expect them to treat um, the situations the same because to me they're different. But my thing is, why why does it have any bearing on you anyway? I feel like the situations are different, but I feel like they're different and they should be handled inversely. I feel like I feel like Deshaun Washington should be the one that they're like, eh, okay, whatever. And then with Carson Wentz, the way he's acting, they should be like, you need to shut the fuck up and play. Because you need to you need to play for the, the motherfuckers' the, the pain because you ain't worth shit no way. The only reason why I don't agree with that is because Deshaun went public. It's he went yeah, public and said that I was like Carson didn't he didn't do that. I'm different about it, <laughs> but it's not like Carson could do it because you don't have a fucking leg to stand on right now. <laughs> well, truthfully, you know, when they tried to keep Deshaun's situation under wraps for like two weeks before it, le- it did leak out, but 
More importantly, what's crazy is you're not respecting the idea that the dude tried to really tough it out in a city that wasn't and with management that wasn't trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. They were up there playing that, that NFL rich man game where you manipulate the city, act like you're trying to win, mm-hmm. make poor decisions on purpose that save you money, knowing that the fans going to still be like rah, 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 soon as the season starts over again. When you start off zero and zero, what happens? The energy's back. You're buying jerseys again, and everybody's trying to forgive it, and let's, let's see what happens. So as long as that's the case... <laughs> Excuse me. You take a situation like this, you get rid of one of the best wide receivers in the league because you mad. Oh, you mean um? Uh, uh, what's yeah, I'm sorry. DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona. You're gonna get rid of the, one of the best wide receivers in the game because the old the coach best. is mad. Then the you get rid of the coach who got rid of that guy. So hold on, how you gonna put the egg before the the chicken? If, what? You know what I'm saying? Well, how would you let the clown get rid of your superstar? Then you get rid of the clown who got rid of... Come on, man. But he's a I don't know that. And then at the end of the day, what's worse is you know you patronized the man. You didn't really bring in an African-American that you wanted to really respect the Rooney rule for. Mm-hmm. For You did it because the pressure was coming to you and the press was starting to bring it up. And then it looked at the end of the day, you found out, oh, that was something Deshaun Watson really gave a damn about. And they was like, oh, 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 hold up. What's up with my man in Baltimore? Now, respect to my man who put in his time, so maybe he's worthy of the job. But again, from Deshaun's side, for wanting to be what he wanted to do, yo. So how dare Brett Favre, again, as somebody said the other night, for all the money, what it is, it's about the bread. And wasn't Brett Favre the one who had two organizations fucked up because he retired and unretired, retired, and he he same motherfucker? Didn't he leave and go to Minnesota? Come on. People have been putting microphones in front of Brett Favre here recently quite often. Yes. I wasn't as surprised about the Brett Favre part of it as I was about the Dick, Dick Vermeil. Yes. I hadn't heard about Dick Vermeil in years. Exactly. So Dick should have been smart enough to Why know. was this? They're in their I own mean, Did you just have to be walking through the mall and somebody was like, hey, Dick, what do you think about the Deshaun Watson? And the answer, the answer that he gave fit what somebody wanted to say. Exactly. The story that somebody wanted to tell, they got somebody who would go there, and when they go there, they was like, oh, shit, we got it. Here, go, boom. Kick it. The... Big game being tomorrow, I won't be able to see it with y'all, but I hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, I will be in the comfort of my home watching it because my team's not in it, so I don't give a damn who win. You got a team? Anyway. We don't got a name, damn it. Okay. We, I got a team. I just got a name. We working on that. Don't, okay. don't, don't, if check you don't have up. a name, I don't know. Like, you have the a fuck team, nuts. But what? <laughs> That's, that's better than what the fuck we got now. These. Uh, anyway. Uh, um, uh, so we are up on it. Uh, it has been a wonderful show. We got our first review in. Really happy about that. If anybody feels a way, uh, you can jump in our Discord. The link is going to be in the uh, in the description of where we put this. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Hex, give me a shout out. Uh, shout out to everybody who listens. Shout out to everybody who supports. Shout out to everybody who's going to watch American Skin. Yes. Yes. Watch the movie. Uh, watch it. That was dope. That was up, man. Earth shot. Uh, I want to shout out to my sister. I want to shout yes. out to my mother in law, yes. and I want to shout out my grandmother, who all are celebrating their birthdays yes. today, February six. Yes. Love y'all. Yes, yes. Another three hundred sixty five around the globe. Yes, sir. Uh, today is my mother's birthday. Yes. Um, my uncle's birthday is a day away. I have another uncle. With a birthday coming up in two weeks. Like. Okay. Before my shout outs, uh, since it is Black History Month, I know a lot of y'all got kids, and your kids have to do these book reports. And we've been do- we be doing these book reports for 30, 40, 50 years now. We've been doing the same people. We do Thurgood Marshall, we do Martin Luther King, 
Uh, we Harry Yeah, Harry Tubby. We do the same people. Well, I got one. Uh, I got a person who, if you got time, read up on him. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole biography of this gentleman. Uh, but there was a, uh, a freedom fighter, a black Seminole named John Horse. And the type of stories that we get with black history are usually ones where we are oppressed, where we have to take the L, where we have to be strong, turn the other cheek, because one day change is going to come. It's going to happen mm-hmm. sometime. John Horse and the black Seminole said, fuck that. And they actually led one of the, if not the biggest slave rebellions yeah. in American history and held it down so strongly that they had, had to actually have a treaty with the government so they could stop being at war. It was the second Look biggest. this up. Yes. It was the second biggest. Yes. It was the second biggest. Okay. Yeah. That is. Um, and if you get a chance, read up about it, uh, johnhorse.com. They got all the frequently asked questions. They got all the the places where you can buy books. It's a fast. It's almost. It's like. Uh, it's like Braveheart meets. No, how great. Yeah, no, yeah, really. But, but Braveheart. We, but we know how great Braveheart was. Can you imagine that with a black man? Yeah, doing that type this? of move. Yeah. Like, Somebody gonna make this a movie. Mo- it, it will definitely happen. It I, will definitely. I just want to say you probably should read it or try to look it up sooner rather than later because you got people like Senator Tom Cotton that's trying to shut down oh. any of that because it's not patriotic enough. He's not. He's not concerned about truth. He's concerned about patriotism. Mm-hmm. So just you know, make sure you educate yourself. Shout out to everybody listening to this podcast. Shout out to everybody who has ever listened to this podcast. Bookmarked it. Say they're gonna listen to it later. Listen to it. Like oh shit, it's dope. And they sent it to somebody else for them to listen to it we appreciate y'all we love y'all we're gonna do this again because y'all can't get rid of us hex give me one you the k That's a part of the design Just maybe He's up there dreaming lucid Been in control the whole time She chased me through nightmares I turned around To ask why the fuck she's chasing me Why the whole world is burning down Said I was way too close to fire To get me to the other side It's why she had to open fire Maybe I'm just going through shit And that's a part of my design the whole time you're living through nightmares you pretend to smile you forget your pretending high as fuck and you don't want to come down well baby then don't let's get higher when the weed's gone and you're still high you could be going out your mind no
that's a party, yeah.